Thanks for joining us for the Liberty Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires you to change the world around you. For more information about Liberty Church, you can visit us at libertyofomaha.com. Thanks again for joining us, and have a great day. We, I am really excited today because I have asked God probably since mm, my dad's birthday. Uh, when he would have me speak this series. And uh, last Saturday, he said, next week. And I went, huh, it's a little sooner than anticipated. Um, and I said, but I don't have the whole thing done. He goes, yeah, but it's in you. I mean, you just, you're gonna, we're going to go one part at a time. So uh, today is... I mean, I know I said it last week, if you need something in your life, these are the main things that God's going to do today, and I want you to be aware of it, and I want you to be expecting it. Number one, if there has been a lingering issue in you or somebody that you love, be expectant. When I say lingering, I don't mean like a couple weeks. I mean lingering. You've dealt with this for years, or it's built up to, and it's at its heightened point. Today, I believe you or that person is going to be healed. But I need you to believe it. I believe it. But you need to believe it. And secondly, if you have had issues in the area of your mind, such as worry, anxiety, depression, fear, or mental anyway, d- dementia, Alzheimer's, like I don't care what it is. You put a name on it, and I believe that is going to be healed today or for somebody you love. Third, believe some of you watching, some of you in here, you're going to get your joy back today. And I don't mean like, hey, I'm not as sad as I was. I mean actual, tangible joy, noticeable by others. And now I can say that to you, and this is what I've seen in my spirit. But I cannot be you and expect God. You have to do that. You have to bring something. That's why last week I said, you need to get in the room. And if you're not in Nebraska, you need to send a prayer cloth. You need to put something in the game here where it says, I'm expecting. And so for some of you, I know that it's that your, your butt is sitting on these pews today. And you did not want to do it. And everything in the world this morning told you, hey, today's not the day. And you said, um, no, it is the day. And, and I'm going. Anybody? We can be very honest. So it's going to be a good day. I need you to believe that. But I need you to say it. Say, it is going to be a good day. It's going to be a free day. I will never be the same. Do you actually believe that, though? I will never be the same. I have some things I'm believing for today. I told a couple people what they are, and they're going to happen for me during the service, too. So you're not in by yourself. I'm right there with you. And I'm going to preach from an overflow today of something that um, I really, I'm very excited about. Um, And we're going to pray in a minute, but I thought I would start. I was at the grocery store this week with my son. 
I mean, talk about a bunch of sad people. I did not see one happy person. My son thinks that anywhere he goes, everyone is there for him and to say hi to him and for him to talk to. And he will, <laughs> he's not even two. He'll be two in May. That's wild to me, but he'll be two in May. And he would go, we would go through the aisles and I, I look up and I'm smiling at people and whether you smile back at me or not, you're still getting one, okay? But my son, he, he, he expects you to reply. When he, so we're going down the aisle, and this is, this is how he, to everybody he saw in the store the entire time. And I love this about him. But he would go, hey, down the aisle, hey. And I'm like, Merit, stop. you're yelling at people. And then he would go, hi, hi. I tell you, there was one person that said something. He even, we were walking by, and he did that. This, this lady was just kind of, and he, we're going by, and we're passing. And I'm smiling, and he was like, hey. She didn't say anything. Hey. Hi. And he, we're, as we're passing, he turns his head underneath to where she, you can't miss him. And he's like, hey. Hi. And she finally, first person to look up at him, and she's like, hi. And he goes, you. And I was like, okay. I said, you're the first person that's, that said hello back to him. Thank you. He's, he's, he's very excited. But to see the look on her face, I didn't have to do anything. My son yelled at her. <laughs> and it brought joy to her. I want to encourage you that that, can be your story, that you literally can bring joy anywhere you go. Not only can you have it, you can give it. You can bring it. In the Bible, there's a verse, and I'll teach on it sometime, but probably not for a while because we've got a lot to do. But it talks about that even people's shadows where they would walk, if people walked in their shadow, they would be healed. That's some good faith. I believe that about you, that if you'll capture joy today, because it's here, it's in you, let's unleash it today. But if you'll take it, even where you walk, you're not going to have to say a word. You'll start hearing people laugh. You'll start seeing people smile. And it's going to be, it's going to be, this is the, not the word I'm looking for, but it will be a blessing to you and to them. And it's going to build. So would you pray with me today? And, and as I pray, I want you to just start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, right now in this room, we know that you are present. Your power is present the power to do a work, not something that we're trying to get, but something that we are opening up you've already put inside of us as your children. And we thank you, God, that you have made it ours and that we can have it right now where we're at, Lord. So we open our ears, we open our hearts right now, Father. We open our lives to you. And we thank you, Jesus, and we praise you, Father, that the very answer we have needed is coming to us today. And Lord, 
We believe that you are the healer. And because you are the healer and we are your children, that healing lives on the inside of us. God, we're going to open that today. We're going to receive those promises in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to say this. I receive that power. I receive it right now. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be teaching a lot in this series uh, on the mind. It's not going to just go towards there. It's going to, it goes to so many areas. But we, as Christians, this is a big issue. And it's where the, the, the enemy likes to poke. And if we don't have armor on and we don't know what to look for, sometimes, have you ever seen or heard of the snowball effect? You got you had a thought, maybe it was something the enemy just tossed out at you. And and if you're not aware and you don't realize that this is not of the word of God, by the time it's the end of the day, sometimes what started as a little mini tiny itty bitty snowball has turned into something huge. And it's not even something that could or would happen. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real, but it appears real. False evidence appearing real. Cassidy, I said I was going to do this at the end, but I'm going to have you just favorite things in the Bible. But this is how you can tell. This is what you can smack your thoughts up against and say, is this what I should be thinking? She's going to read this really quick. Alrighty, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Philippians 4, and I'm going to read chapter, chapters, um, verses 8 through 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Praise you, God. So did you hear that? Whatever is, yeah, whatever is true. Yeah, noble, just, pure. It is important that you measure your thoughts against those things. Throw them up against it and say, do you qualify? No, then we're not going with you. You don't need to give a thought any more time. Toss it against that and see if it holds. There we go. Okay, we're going to go to our golden scripture for this series. Go with me to 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. And I... I really hope that you brought a Bible, first of all, but I, I really hope you brought a pen and a piece of paper. And here's why. Because oftentimes we think that was really good. There's no way I would forget that. And you know, the times I've said that are the times that I have forgotten it. 
at night I'm like, you know, that was so good. I'm going to remember that. I'll never forget that. That was just like a revelation from the Lord to me. And in the morning I'm like, that something was really good last night. What the heck was that? What was that? Um, I know it was great and it was powerful and I said it would change my life. And now it's off into the abyss. Lord, bring it back. So it's important that you can write things down because we don't need to give the enemy any more to work with. So if you write something down, just assume, hey, I might forget this. If it's important, write it down. And, and also when you read things years later, you never know. You never know what God will do with it. There might be something you wrote down you didn't know why at the time. And 10 years later, it could be the thing, the thing to save your family. The answer you needed from God. So if you didn't do that and you don't have a pen or paper, use your phone. I don't care. Please don't be on Facebook playing. Um, if you do, you're going to miss some good things today. And I'm sorry. But take some good notes, okay? Are you there? 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And of a sound mind. Now, this verse alone, you could preach years truthfully. I, I, but we're, we're going to dive into this every week. And um, so today, I'm going to hit it in one area, and, and we're just going to, Keep going through all angles, and it's going to bless your life. This scripture is something I knew God put in this series because it's something that I have dealt with for a long time, since I was little. I dealt with fear so severely. And my mom, she taught me Psalms 91, which we spoke on a few weeks ago, and I hope if you didn't get it that you will, and you, or you'll listen to the podcast or whatever. But I really hope that you'll capture that. And we're also doing something really special for you. I'm making a booklet, literally, of all these, my favorite translations, giving you all the meanings of the words I went through. You're going to be able to undo this booklet and put up the one you like in different areas of your home. And uh, that will be coming to you in the next few weeks. And, uh, and you're going to pay for it. And you know Why? Because you need to have a little bit in the game. It's going to be 10 bucks. It doesn't, it doesn't even cost, count what it's going to cost us. But, but have some faith. Skip your coffee or your McDonald's or whatever the heck you, you grab. Or your Gatorades that you get at the... There was one guy we knew, man. He spent how much a week on Gatorade? at the store, $200, and we're like, we we're helping him budget, and it was just, Colin's like, dude, have you ever thought about how much you're spending on Gatorade, and he's like, no, and he's like, let me count it up for you, it's wild, so just move around some things, it's 10 bucks, maybe even move around some for somebody else, so you can get it to your family, or to your mom, or your sister, or your cousin in Florida, I don't, you know, just Everybody good with that? It's going to be awesome. You're going to like it. Now, I want to tell you, 
It is totally possible to live fear-free. It is, that is not something that is, is a, a nice thought to have. It is 100% possible for you to live your entire life fear-free. From today forward, fear-free. It says God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. That gives you some declarations immediately to say over your life. If you do not know what to say, say those things. I have power, love, and a sound mind. If you just start there, your life will be altered. But it gives you some declarations. We need to be confessing those. It's part of your inheritance in Christ. If you are a child of God, that is your inheritance. So claim it. Um, and we got to be skillful in a sound mind. That's why the Bible, and, and, and you see all through Scripture, he emphasizes how to deal with our mind. We have to become skillful. We can have a sound mind, but we must be skillful in having a sound mind. It's, it's not enough to say, I have that. Learn how to be skillful. How to be skillful in having a sound mind. There are some things on our part that to walk trouble-free, worry-free, we need to know the right way of thinking. Romans 12.2, most of you are, you know, know this verse, it popped up to you, but for those of you that didn't, I really want to help you today. You're going to love this if you've never heard it before. Romans 12, 2, and I'm going to be speaking predominantly from the King James Version today for teaching purposes, so bear with me with the halves and the thous, okay? You know what it means. Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by being skillful, by renewing, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renewing is something every, uh, however many, you have to renew your license. You have to renew things. Think your mind is a daily prescription you need to renew. I need to renew my mind. It is not enough to have what you had yesterday. Today's a different day. It's a new day. There's a reason, a new reason to renew your mind. And the way to do that, get in the verses that Cassidy just spoke. Get in this. Start speaking. Start researching what does the Lord say about the mind. A ton of things will come up. So notice if we're diligent in renewing our, our mind, our lives will be transformed. I, when I became a Christian, I don't even necessarily, when I became a child of God, I became a child of God not to have the same life I had. I, I, didn't, I didn't want that which is why I became a child of God, because there was an exchange. 
there was something to be transformed. Anybody else? That there, there was a reason. Because what was happening wasn't working. <laughs> Clearly was not working. So to become a child of God, I was like, I want that life. I'm not liking this one. I want to exchange it for that. So it's a part of renewing. The nature of God, when you became a child of God, was immediately put inside of you. His very nature. And we renew our minds, here's why, to get into the flow of his nature. You have his nature when you became a child of God. If you have asked Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life, right now his nature is inside of you. But our mind we renew so that we can get in the flow of his nature. So we're working with him. And he's working with us. I am in him and he is in me. It's possible to be a child of God and to not be in the flow of his nature. So it's important we renew our minds. Is everybody okay today? I'm like, I'm seeing, like I'm on a roller coaster. I'm about to go upside down in the backward spins, you know? I'm getting nauseous. Everybody take a deep breath. It's going to be good. You're going to have a great day, I promise you. So I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. It's important we think like God because God thinks right. (laughs) And I want to think right. So it's important that we think like God. And how do we think like God? Well, we have to know his word. We have to know his word. It's not enough for you to hear me on a Sunday. What are you doing tomorrow to learn to get his word in your heart, in your mind. It's not enough that it's in mine. It has to be in you too. And everyone at some point in their life is going to encounter a temptation to go in that wrong flow because that is the enemy's goal. He doesn't want you thinking like Jesus because if you thought like Jesus, he would be in some serious (laughs) trouble. So it's his goal to get your mind off the flow of God's nature and to think wrong instead of right. I don't want to go that way. I want to know what his, what his strategy is. And I know the, the word says it's in here. His strategy is to mess with this. So we're going to get good at thinking today. We're going to get good at our thought life. Say, I'm going to get good at my thought life. If we allow worried thoughts to snowball, our thought life can get into the flow of depression. I've been there. Anybody else been there? If, if we don't get, get a hold of that, worry, fear, if we don't throw it up against the word of God when it occurs, it is easy to get down that road of depression. It's very easy. And just because we feel something, this is so important, does not mean we have to cooperate with it. Your feelings are little liars. Filthy, dirty, rotten little liars. 
And oftentimes we, I have made decisions that I did not feel like making in the moment, but I knew they were right. And I knew if I made it, my feelings would eventually catch up with my right decision. And you have that ability as well to say, you know what, my feelings, although I feel them. Anybody feel your feelings? (laughs) They're there every day. There's a feeling. It is what will govern my life, my feelings or my faith, what I see or what I know, what I hear or what the word says. Let that govern you, and your feelings will catch up. Don't worry about that. They might be a few steps behind, but they'll get there. They have to. They have to get in line with your choice. That's the good thing. You make the choice and don't even think about them. Just be like, you'll get there. <laughs> you know, I'll see you in a couple minutes. You know, I'll see you next week. You'll get there. It's fine. You'll catch up. This is what we're doing. Hop on board. You know, my son has to go where I, where I go, whether he wants to or not. He's getting in the car seat and he's going somewhere. He may not feel like it, but I'm like, you'll catch up. We're going. <laughs> we're going to go there. We're going to go there. We can keep the door closed to wrong thinking, worry, depression, regardless of our feelings. Mm. There's so many people in our society being treated by, by having troubling thoughts. I, I can't even begin to tell you how many people, this is the number one reason they go to the doctor, because of, of this. It's turned into something. It's turned into depression. And they treat it outwardly when, when God is the cure. And I'm, and I'm thankful for the medical field. There are some wonderful doctors. I've known them. There, also, there are some really bad ones, though. And it's important your spirit also knows what truth is. Because a doctor can tell you something, but they are not measuring it or slamming it up against the word of God. And they will do what all, all they know to do. And it's helpful sometimes. There have been times I've needed medical intervention. But your doctor, most likely, unless some of the doctors I know in this place, is not going to measure what you're going through against spiritual truth. And they're not aware of the promise you have as a child of God. So they're going to do what they know, the only knowledge they have. So it's important that you know your word and what God has promised you. You do not have to live a tormented life in your mind. You do not have to live with harassment every day. You do not have to live in worry, anxiety, depression, and fear. It is possible for you to live completely fear-free. Go with me to Isaiah. Isaiah 61. And I'm not saying don't go to your doctor. God can talk to you. Okay? I'm I'm so not, I'm not saying that, but we have to be on high alert. And in some way, some form, you're putting faith in something. You're using the same amount of energy. Where is it being placed? 
Where's it being placed? Ultimately, my faith is in Jesus. It's in Jesus. We can be free from things that have lingered for years. You may be sitting here today or listening and you've dealt with some type of symptom or some type of of depression for years or anxiety for years. And I want you to know today, it is possible that how you walked in, you will not walk out that way ever again. You can be free. God can do it in a moment. In fact, he has done it. You can claim it in one second and be a totally different person. You guys, I had a migraine, the worst I've ever had yesterday and this morning, and I just was healed from it. It just lifted. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you. You are the healer. All right, I went first. Who wants to go next? Somebody need healing today? Go next. Isaiah 61.3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I'm going to continue reading, but we're going to go back to that, so circle it, okay? Verse 4, and they shall build the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dresses. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. For your shame ye shall have double. Circle that. And for confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Let me tell you, if you have been dealing with something troublesome, you will get double for your trouble. That is a promise of God. I have declared that over my life. My mom has declared that since I was in her womb, that she would get double for her trouble. My father has declared that from before I was born, when my sister was stillborn. He would get double for his trouble. Grab a hold of that. That is your inheritance, that what the enemy has tried to trouble you with, you are going to get a repayment of joy for. You are going to get double for the amount of time it has stolen for you. Amen. Now, morning, go back up to verse three. Morning, and I'm going to teach on four through seven at another, at another Sunday, but I just, it's so good. You can grab something just by hearing it, but I'm going to really get into it another day, but we're going to go to verse three today, and I'm going to pick this apart for a couple minutes. Mourning is a flow 
of sadness, grief, depression. Anybody ever been in mourning? I've been in mourning many times. To give unto them beauty for ashes. So there is an exchange that needs to happen. We hand something to our Savior, to our dad, that loves us. And it is exchanged for something really beautiful. Something that was dirty, ugly, broken, shattered, bloody. (laughs) We hand it to him. And it completely transforms into something beautiful. Only he could do that. But there has to be an exchange where instead of holding it, because when your hands are full, how can you catch anything else? If you give it to him, I know that feels like you're almost dropping your newborn baby on the floor because it's been something that attached to your spirit, that personal to you. But if you would hand it, something beautiful would be exchanged immediately. Envision yourself doing that. What has been making you mourn? Picture yourself walking up to your dad like you belong to be there. I just go right into my parents' house. I don't ask. You kidding? Maybe they want me to, but I don't. (laughs) I don't ask. You get to walk into your father's throne room with your head held high no matter what happened this morning and say, hey, I, I don't want this. And he'll say, okay, baby, just hand that to me. Here. Praise God (laughs) that we have that right. Without Jesus, we couldn't have. (laughs) How grateful are you today that God made that possible, that that was so important to your father, that he wanted to make it that easy for you and for me. No more ashes, but beauty. There's an exchange. Now, how do we do this? It says, the oil of joy for mourning. This is important. This is where we're going to go today. There is an anointing on the flow of joy. We're going to hit this really hard today. Really hard today. Keep that thought. There is an anointing in the flow of joy. We're going to come back to that, and we're going to hit that hard, and you're going to be free today in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We're coming back to that part. Then it says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a spirit. Mm, You don't have to have that. Fear is a spirit. You don't have to have that. Am I saying you're possessed? Absolutely not. But it is something that tries to attach to you, to torment you, to harass you constantly. 
you can put on that garment today. When you woke up, let's hope that you're not still in your pajamas. You decided, hey, I'm going to get dressed today. At least I hope so. I mean, I did. I didn't come in my pajamas today. I, did, I put on a different outfit. Colin can tell you, I did not sleep in this last night. How uncomfortable would it have been in high heels? Hello? Anybody else? Relax. Lighten up today. It's okay. It's okay. But praise is the same thing. You put it on. Your feelings have zero to do with it. You put it on like you got dressed today. The thing is, um, the, the, they might, you, you put it on, but it, when did God ever say, now take that off? It is something you keep on and you don't take it off. You put on that praise, and every morning you put it on again, and you put it on again. You're never to take it off. It says that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So what brings glory to God when we are flowing in joy? This is so simple, it almost sounds like it could not be true because the enemy would love to complicate it. This is how simple your healing is and your freedom is. <laughs> what brings glory to God? You being happy. <laughs> God wants you happy. He wants you joyful. You are not bringing him honor and glory by being hurt and upset and, and, and traumatized or in fear or in worry. And what's going to happen with our nation? I just, I'm giving glory to God by being so concerned about it. No, you bring glory to God by your joy. Joy brings the anointing. So in the face of these things, we have a choice of what we put on. All of those things are garments. Worry is a garment. Fear is a garment. Depression is a garment. God says we can put on joy. And I love that God uses imagery because obviously he created us and he knows we think in pictures. So it's easy to think, oh, I got dressed this morning. Anybody, can you go there in your mind? You got dressed this morning. That is how simple he wants you to see putting on joy. That is how simple he wants you to see your healing is. I asked God last Saturday. I was driving to a women's conference, and um, I, I had... I, there was, I've had so many healings in my life since October. So many. And there has been a lingering thing. And I asked God, and I thought it was going to be, because it's happened since I was a kid. The first migraine I ever had that I remember was in kindergarten. My mom remembers them before that. 
That's a long time. I'm 32. I'm 32. That's a lot of migraines. If you've ever had a migraine, they are not a headache. I'd rather give birth. And I've done it, so I can say that. Lingering. And I just heard the Spirit of God say, you're making that really complicated complicated to be free of. Just because it's lasted the longest doesn't mean it's the hardest to go. Amen. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the simplest to go. Amen. Ooh, I hope you heard that. Just because it's been there the longest doesn't mean it has to be the hardest to go. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise brings the anointing. There's an anointing in you as a believer, and praise releases it. Because praise gets your attention off of opposition and what you're facing and onto God. When you get your focus on the right thing, you stop tapping into that wrong flow. And you get on the right flow. There are two. There's no gray middle area. There's the enemy's flow and his way of thinking or God's flow and the way he's thinking. There is no, well, I'm kind of in the middle. Well, then you're lukewarm and God says you'll spit you out. I don't want to be spat out. That's disgusting. Gross. I want to be on the right side. The right thinking. We're going to go to Acts 16. I'm going to tell you a story today. I don't have uh, time to read it, so I'm really going to paraphrase it. But I hope that you will go home tonight or through this week and study this on your own, okay? This is Paul and Silas. They were ministering, and they got a little girl set free. God, through them, set free of an evil spirit. And the, and the, the people in the city, they were just not very happy about it. Now, that should tell you something, because anybody that's free, that's something to be happy about. Um, but they were not happy about it. So they beat Paul and Silas and threw them in prison. I'm paraphrasing. Go read it detailed for yourself. Um, while they're in prison, now it's dark. These are not like prisons like we have today. These are very uncomfy prisons. Very uncomfy prisons. It's dark. They don't have electricity. So it's dark. It means it's like dark. It's at the midnight hour, which I think is significant because that often is a parallel to the darkest moment in our life. They've been beaten. They're not in a nice, comfortable position right now. Their feet and hands are chained. They've been beaten, so they're already uncomfortable. And it's not like a, they got slapped in the face. No, they were beaten. They're chained, hands and feet. I felt like that back in October. Anybody feel like that? Feel like you've been chained? Today you're going to be free. And it says, they prayed and sang praises. In one of the darkest places a man or woman can find themselves, they not only prayed, but they sang praises. 
While they were praising, the anointing in them rose up and the earthquake came. That's the degree of the anointing that's inside of you right now. That was just inside of them. That is the degree an earthquake came. And it says that the chains fell off the doors, off of their hands, off of their feet, and the doors flew open. In other words, everything that was hindering them was broken off. Everything. Praising is what brought that into manifestation. Praise brings the anointing. It says that they prayed and they sang praises. See, it's good to pray, but when you're done praying, you're not done praying. It's time to praise then. Prayer does not end in prayer. (laughs) It ends in praising. After you're done praying, you have something else to do. And that's praising. Praise needs to be, I like to think of it like this, the book ends to our prayer. Any book readers in the place? You know, you have the beginning and the end of the book. And your petition to God is right there in the middle. But praise you should start with, praise you should end with. It is the book ends to your prayer. And I'm going to show you in scripture why this makes sense. You start with it and you finish with it. You start with praise, make your request known to God, and you finish with praise. It's the book ends to your prayer. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. We're going to go before the part that Cassidy read. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, so nothing's exempt, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Praise you, Father. What's that mean? Your request isn't complete until you're thanking him, until you're offering him thanks. Paul and Silas prayed, and then they sang praises. The earthquake came when they started singing praises. Why? Because praise brings the anointing. The anointing that was inside of them began to spring up as they were praising God. That's the missing key. If something's been lingering, quit asking for it. Start praising God that he's done it. Why? Their faith was going. Their faith was moving. Because you don't thank God for something that you don't have. You have to know you have it. When you know you have it, you can thank God. Well, right now, just so you know, you have it. You are healed. You have freedom. We're going to praise him (laughs) that you have it. Now, do your feelings matter? Do you feel free right now? Maybe not. They'll catch up. The truth is you are free. Notice this, that when the chains fell off their feet and hands and the doors flew open, they didn't run out. This is huge. Why? They were already free. They they didn't need a door to open up. They knew when they were praising, we're free. That was just the manifestation of what they knew that they had. 
And they had other things to do. I hope you read the story. I hope you read the story. Praise freed them from that. They went to another place in the power of God. And where they were no longer mattered. They entered a different place. They entered the flow of the very character of Jesus. Every trial the enemy sends your way has an exit road. And your exit road is paved in praise. The Bible says that every trial Satan throws. Now notice, Satan throws it. God is not going to throw trials at you. But the enemy will. He'll throw temptations, tests, trials. Jesus won't. But it says that he has made a way of escape. There's always an escape path to something the enemy throws at you. Always. There's never just like, oh, we're at a dead end. What do we do? There's always an escape road. And it's always paved in praise. Always. Every exit road is paved with praise. Until you're on the praise road, you're not on the exit road. Until you're on the praise road, you're not on the exit road. Wow. James 1, 2 through 8. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith, by the way, does not come from God, comes from the enemy, produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all. (laughs) Without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Wow. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. What does that mean? They're easily distracted. Remember, Peter was walking on the water, and then what happened? He, the wind had already been going, but then he noticed it. And God had already said, hey, we're going to go over there. We're going to the other side. And all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, there's wind here. Did you know that? He's like, uh, yeah. And you were already walking on the water. That's what it, it, it's distraction. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Listen, you have to live your life free of distraction. Distractions will come, and a lot of distractions are feelings. And, and, and I'm not minimizing them because they're strong. Feelings are, can be very strong. That's true. But the truth you know will set you free. And the truth is that there are two paths. I can't be on both. I can't be double-minded. I can either be on the path that is the praise path, that is the way that the Lord thinks, or I'm on the enemy's path, which is the negative, depressing, everything sucks, everything's out to get me type of path. 
The path filled with false evidence appearing real. It says you have to count it all joy. Until you're in joy, you are not praising. You have not yet found the exit road. It has nothing to do with feelings. It is something you put on. So today you're like, hey, I don't, I really, like, I'm experiencing some things here, and I do not feel well. Well, put praise on. And that's your exit road. I don't, you don't need GPS. You don't need nothing. I just showed you where it was. And you can hop right onto it. If you've been off of, the, of that road and you've been on the enemy's side and you didn't know it and he was lying to you, you know, it's as easy as just stepping. Don't complicate it. The enemy loves to complicate it. Why? Because then you start to measure what you can do when it has nothing to do with you. You can step off of one road if you've been on the wrong road for even some time, maybe your whole life or maybe the whole last year. Today, it's as simple as going, uh, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go on this road. I'm going to go on this road. I'm going to go on uh, this road. Now, in another place, remember how God's people were coming into the promised land and they came to Jericho. Now, Paul and Silas, their exit out of that prison was praise. And we're going to see it here going to Jericho. And God gave them a strategy for how to break down the walls of a very fortified city. God told them every day, you're going to march around these walls. And don't say anything. Why did God do that? Well, because that was their issue. For 40 years, that was their issue. They complained about everything. They complained about the food. They complained about the water. They complained about they're tired and it's hot. And they complained about their leadership. And they complained, even though God was doing miracles every day, they complained. And it kept them wandering for 40 years. They could have had this before. I mean, just. They complained. So God says, walk around the walls of Jericho and shut up. You can't say anything good or right or lovely or just or pure, then shut up. If you're having a trouble speaking what God is saying, then shut your mouth till you can get on the path of praise. So he says, shut your mouth. <laughs> and then on the last day, the seventh day, walk around seven times. And the seventh time, you're going to be quiet the first. The seventh time, you're going to give a shout. And the walls came down. Now, the shouting did not push the walls down. I could shout at that wall all day, and it's going to be there. What they were doing was praising, and it brought out the anointing. Praise brings the anointing, and it broke down the wall. Divine help was brought immediately onto the scene, and if you actually study this, the walls of Jericho, think of how high that was. 
they did not crumble into a thousand little pieces. They literally, as high up as they went, they went straight that far down into the ground. It was a wall that was there and a wall that slid into the ground. And Rahab's house, I, not that it is this clear, but in my mind, hers is the only part of it that stayed. That's what your praise can do. In a moment, a wall that was there, not even something you have to step over and find your way through the rubble. It just was there, and now it's not. It was there, and now it's gone. I was here, and now I stepped over here. That's the kind of God you serve. And that's what he can do in your life today. A wall that has been there, something that has been lingering can go from there to not there without you even having to trip over the rubble. Wow. Praise God. Because praise makes all the difference on whether you get into where you need to go or you get out of where you need to get out of. People are waiting for God to get them out of a situation and he's ready and waiting for you to get on the path of praise. We have to be good at praise. You know, something that is very interesting to me is you can say, sometimes I need to get into something, and sometimes I need to be able to get out of it. Anybody need some doors opened? And then I need to get out of there. Praise is the path into a door, and praise is the path out of a door. Praise is the way into something you need to get into, and praise is the way to get out of something you need to get out of. It is the book ends. It is the way in. It is the way out. If you're not sure what path God has put you on, let me tell you, it's a path of praise. Start there. It's simple. Get on the praise road, and it will open doors, and it will get you out of the bad ones. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither ye be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So they have not been succeeding. And he tells them to eat the fat and drink the sweet. In other words, have a party. Have a party. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. So get in the flow of abundance. Catch that. I love what my husband said today. Abundance is a flow of giving. A flow of generosity. Get into the mindset of abundance. Yeah, but they're, they're every, all the prices are raised and inflation and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? God made people prosper in the wilderness. You're no different. Get on the path of praise. For it says, this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. Sorry is like, just don't get into depression. Don't get into worry and anxiety and fear. Because they had been away from God. They had missed it. 
So don't get into the flow of, oh, I failed. I failed, God. There's no help for me. I've went too far. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is going to change the flow of your life. If you'll get into joy, joy will change the flow of your life. You can rejoice your way out of a bad flow. Mm. If you get into depression, you know, you begin thinking, well, I've missed it. I missed it. I did too much. I've missed it too many times. Too much. Listen, God's power is way greater than your misses. He factored those in. His power is way greater. Yeah, you may have missed it. You may have missed it this morning. You may have missed it last night. You may have been missing it every day, every second of your life. And God's power is greater than your misses. You are not tripping him up. He's not like, oh, Lord, that one just misses all the time. Not sure what to do with you. Didn't factor in you. No. He's greater than your misses. We've all missed it. And that's why we qualify for a savior. And of course, the devil, I hope you catch this today. This will help you in your thought life. The devil will say, well, you've missed it too many times. And you've gone too far. Listen, the only one who has missed it too many times and has went too far is the devil. There's no rescue for him. But you have a savior. And whenever he says you've missed it too many times, you've messed up too many times, there's no help for you. Yes, I've missed it. Repent. I've repented. This is how you reply to him. Yes, I've missed it. And I've repented. And I've been forgiven. And that's why I qualify for a savior. And you don't. The enemy... What he brings to you are his own insecurities. The devil projects his own circumstances on you. You've missed it too many times. You went too far. No, you missed it too many times. You went too far. There is no rescue for you. But I qualify for a savior. Joy is not about feeling, it's a choice. And it's a flow we step into. So here the people of God had been at the wall, out of the will of God. And God says, you know, you don't get into depression over this. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you wasted time. But there'll be double for your trouble. Yeah, there's years of my life that I'm absolutely livid about that the enemy stole from me. But I'll get double for my trouble. Yes, yes. And, and I, my, I never do a word for the year, ever. It's not me, but God gave me one this year. And it was repayment. And it was repayment coming, and I'm giving repayment. Means I'm getting repaid, and I'm going to make you pay for what you've stolen. You're going to need his strength to go on in the plan God has. And joy is how you get into that. 
Anytime you miss the will of God, just start rejoicing and praising. And you'll be fortified and carry out the plan going forward. If you've missed it, just start praising and rejoicing and you'll get right back on the right path. God factored in our misses. That makes me feel really good because I didn't. I'm a planner. Ever had a plan and then it's like, wow, that didn't go to plan at all? Missed it? (laughs) He factored it in. Don't get, oh, I was going to say something. You can finish that sentence if you want. All right, don't get your panties in a twist, all right? Here you go. Ha! There you go. Somebody should have some joy about that. Thank you, Deborah. I appreciate you. Choose to be joyful. It's not a personality thing. This is a story. Lester Summerall visited Smith Wigglesworth. Have you ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Yes. He visited him in England. Smith was a preacher that was on the forefront of the first half of the 1900s. He was a wonderful man of faith. Wonderful man of faith. A man of the word. He was a little peculiar. His faith freaked some people out. (laughs) But I love that about him because I, I, I listened to something he said before where he said, you know, I, I do things a little differently, but I obey immediately. And I'm okay knowing however that ends because I obeyed immediately. I don't delay my obedience. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to me in the moment, but I obey it. And uh, Lester Summerall asked Smith Wigglesworth this when he was young. A young Lester Summerall asked Smith a really great question. Catch this. He asked, Brother... Brother Brother Wigglesworth, Brother Wigglesworth, okay? Try to say that a lot. It's fun. What a name, huh? Like I'm Mrs. Wigglesworth. It's worth my wiggle, all right? Okay. And Smith said to this question, he said, Lester Summerall asked him, how do you wake up in the morning? Simple question. I wake up in the morning, interestingly. Do I not? Um, And he said, how do you wake up in the morning? And this is what he said. Catch this. This is very powerful. He said, as soon as I open my eyes, I jump out of bed and I dance before the Lord for 10 minutes. Now, I will be very transparent with you. When I open my, my, my eyes in the morning, my first reaction is not to jump up and dance. For some of you, maybe it is. And I'm really happy for you. But I am naturally, I lean towards not. And Colin can attest to that. So we won't go there. So... He says, I, as soon as my eyes open, I get up. What is that? It's a choice. Feelings, did he say? I feel like getting up in the morning. Absolutely not. Guaranteed his feelings. Nothing to do with it. They'll catch up, but they had nothing to do with it. And he dances before the Lord for 10 minutes. 
Now, oftentimes you don't feel like dancing before the Lord when you open your eyes, your, your eyes, your eyes in the morning. What was he saying? I choose to step into the joy flow. Onto the path of praise. First thing when I get up in the morning, it is a choice. And there were many people raised from the dead in this man's ministry. So obviously he knew something about getting into the flow of God and manifesting the anointing power of Jesus Christ that was in him as a child of God. The same one that's in you right now. It was no different what's in him. But obviously he, he knew how to get into that flow of the very nature of God. And the way he did it was joy. Choosing joy, putting on joy, not taking it off, putting it on. To live free and walk free, get in a joy flow. Get in the praise flow, the rejoicing flow. To get problems of the mind, the body, the spirit, anything physical, start getting in the praise flow. Nancy Dufresne tells a story of a minister, um, and this just blew me right over, but she tells a story of a minister who, who, a great minister of God, but some major things happened in his life, and he got into such a deep depression. And it was so bad, he could not even go out of his bedroom. He had the shades drawn. I mean, he could not leave his bedroom. He was so depressed. And I know that people in this room, people listening, myself included, have felt this way before. And and his room was dark, and he would just sit there in that darkened room. Felt like the midnight hour. This had been going on for a while, and one day he was sitting in that dark room, And Jesus walked in. And he sat down beside him, put his hand on his knee, and he didn't say a word. He just started laughing. Jesus started laughing, and the man just stared at him, stared at Jesus laughing. Can you imagine? What are you laughing at? Me? (laughs) What are you laughing at? And the man thought, well, I better do what he's doing. The man did not feel like laughing. But he entered into what Jesus was doing. He entered into that flow. And he sat there and they started laughing together. How precious is that? How intimate is that? How personal? And Jesus still never said a word. And he got up after a few moments, and the depression was lifted and was gone. And now you may initially think, well, of course, Jesus walked in. Jesus walked in, no doubt, laughed, But had this man not entered into the flow and done what he was seeing Jesus do, 
he would have still felt depressed. It's not, does Jesus laugh? It's, will we do what he is doing? And the Bible says that God sits in the heavens and he laughs. And what does it say he's laughing at? The enemy. He laughs at the enemy. You know, depression is an enemy. Laugh at it. Sickness is an enemy. Laugh at it. Anxiety is an enemy. Laugh at it. And not because you feel like it, but because you choose to. Because you choose to. You know, the depression flow, it doesn't work. I don't know how many of you have been there. It's, it doesn't work. Your life does not get better. I don't know anybody that's been depressed. It's like my life is so much better since I've been unhappy. <laughs> Whoa. It's like better. My life is just, oh, it's so amazing since I've been so depressed. <laughs> I'm filled with anxiety and worry and fear. Fun. Life is so much better. No. Choose the flow that makes life better. And on purpose, we choose it. And we can live by faith and enter the flow of laughter and joy. And why are we laughing? Because we know something. We know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than this depression that's trying to bother me. Greater is he that is in me than this sickness that has lingered for how many years. Greater is he that is in me than what the doctor said yesterday. Greater is he that is in me than what my boss said yesterday. Greater is he that is in me than what my bank account says today. Greater is he that is in me. Has nothing to do with how you feel. Nothing. Say nothing. Nothing to do with how you feel. And when you do this, the enemy will say it is not going to fix your problem. That's true for him, but it's not true for you. Remember? It's not that simple. Yeah, it is. Take anything that the enemy says and just reverse it. It's not that simple. Oh, so it's actually very simple. Thank you. He can only lie. Did you know that? He cannot say one true word. So assume the opposite is true. And he's really talking about himself. The little bum has nothing to do with how we feel. Joy transmits the strength of God. Wow. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy transmits God's strength into your situation. Where you felt weak, joy brings strength all of a sudden to you. You may say that doesn't make sense, but it's what the word says. God didn't need to run it by our carnal mind to understand. It's truth. You can, you, can un, you can not like the truth. You can say, that bugs me, but it's true. 
Well, that doesn't go along with what I've been told, or it doesn't go along with my politics, or it doesn't go along with the way that I was raised. Well, okay, but it's true. And a mature believer can get past their own feelings and say, regardless of how that truth makes me feel, it is true. It is true. We're rejoicing because we know something. And when you get into joy, you start tapping into that divine force, into the power of God, and the anointing begins to come out in your life. Faith, by faith you can do it, and it doesn't matter how dry it starts out as. For instance, you're feeling very sad, depressed, overwhelmed, worried, fearful, all of those thoughts, feelings, emotions are being pummeled at you in a moment. I've been there. It's like, well, you know, by the time you, you didn't even get your breath and the next wave has come. Did you know you can just begin laughing at that? Now, do you, to, to laugh, we feel like we have to like actually laugh. And I'll use my son as an example. He can figure out how to open anything. We have to like triple child proof everything in our house because he figures out one by one. And it just takes him a total of five seconds. I, I, I kid you not, it's exhausting, but it's wonderful because I know he's so smart and there's a plan there, but it's just like, whoa, that's a, okay. That's a lot, but it's great. But my son will figure something out. And when he figures it out, he does this weird little laugh. And it's not like a belly laugh, like when he thinks something's really funny. He laughs at it and goes, ha, ha, ha. Very sinister. (laughs) Our child lock. He figured out the gate the other day. He looked at it, saw me do it once and paid attention. And I saw him. I knew his brain was. And I was like, he's coming over here. He just put it together. And he did it. And he goes, ha. And it wasn't like he genuinely thought it was funny. It was like, in your face, I figured it out. You suck. I'm awesome. I win. That's how you can begin laughing. You don't necessarily feel like something's funny, but you just go, ha, ha, ha. It can be dry. You don't necessarily think it's funny. Everything would tell you, don't laugh right now. You're actually feeling very sad, and you can just stir it up in your spirit. And all of the sudden, where you are feeling depressed, joy springs out from inside of your spirit, and the anointing comes, and it breaks the yoke, and it paves the pathway of an exit road. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Just start. And then focus on your spirit when you're doing that. And don't expect your feelings to catch up right in that moment. But let me tell you, do it till you feel a break. I did that so many times this week. I knew as I was preparing this message. 
I, and the enemy was attacking in every little way he could. And I just kept doing that all week. I did that this morning as I was vomiting from a migraine. I began to laugh dryly because it wasn't funny. Ha, ha, ha. Somehow I managed to get ready today. Joy brought the anointing. Breaks the yoke. That man walked free because he entered into that rejoicing. Learn to release your faith through laughter. Tap into your spirit, your spirit man, and quiet your mind and just start laughing by sheer choice and obedience to the word of God. And it will bring the anointing. And like the walls of Jericho, what was there will all of a sudden not be there. Mm. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a few things here in a moment. But first, if you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, we got to get that dealt with first. You need to be a child of God because the moment you become a child of God, that anointing becomes indwelled in you. And it's so simple. So is the next step we're going to do, every, every believer in here. But this one is equally as simple. And it's simply saying, God, I, I believe you are the Christ. You died. You rose again. You set me free. And it is not because of me. It is because of you that I get to enter into the gates of heaven and live like heaven on earth here. It's not just when I get to heaven do I get to have a good life. I get to have a good one here. And if you would like that today, I'm going to do this quickly and online. Say this with me. And I'm going to give you the words, but I can't believe this for you. I can't believe it for you. You need, the Bible says you have to speak it out of your mouth, believe it in your heart, and you will be saved. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. You will. But say this with meeting, and everybody in the room is going to say this with you. Say, dear Jesus. I believe that you died and you rose again just for me. From this moment forward, first of all, I repent and I receive your forgiveness. And now I ask to be a child of God. And from this very moment forward. My life will never be the same. I belong. I'm wanted. There is a plan for me. A good plan. And I receive my inheritance right now in Jesus' name. Now, let's not skip the Holy Spirit, a free gift God gave to you. You can receive it so simply. And it says that he is our helper. He's our comforter, our ever-present help in time of need. And you, he gives you a language, one that no one else can understand but Jesus. 
The enemy can't understand it. It's like having a little superpower in your back pocket. The devil hates it, but it brings on the anointing. It's connected to joy. And the Holy Spirit, it would be a disservice for you to become a child of God and to not get that free gift. So let's receive it. Say, Jesus, right now, I receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit that is provided to me as a child of God. That is my inheritance, too. And I take it. I grab hold of it. And I surpass my own human understanding. And Father, I speak in a language that only heaven understands. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for the children of God in this room, which is all of you, here's what we're going to do. If you've been entrenched in a flow of depression or something lingering, or you have someone you love who has been dealing with something lingering or something, a problem in the mind, doesn't have to be depression or worry. It could be uh, medically there's a name for it. I'm going to agree with you because the Bible says that one can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000. And if that's happened, first we're going to pray. Actually, first we're going to thank God. Second, we're going to pray. And then we're going to praise. And I'm happy to lay hands on you. You can come forward or you can do this on your own. You don't need me. What's in me is in you. Sometimes that helps to have a visual, and I would love to agree with you, but you, you don't need me. I want you to know that. This is available to you when you're at your home, when you're in your car, when you're in your office. Yep. You, can, you can tap into the anointing of God, and I don't need to be there. Right. I'm nothing special. What's in me is in you. Amen. So I'm, I would love to stand with you and be where two or three or more are gathered, okay? Right. I would love that. Okay. But you can also... Listen to your spirit. God's going to say, go forward or deal with it yourself. One of the two. And neither are wrong. But God's going to tell you specifically. It's going to be different for everybody. So I'm going to ask if you would like prayer, come forward. I'm not going to make it awkward, but we're going to pray together in a moment. But first... And Nikki can begin, or Samantha, hi, beautiful girl, which you can play that where I'm going to give you an opportunity where we're going to, we're going to, we're going to praise God. So first we're going to thank him. Let's start there. I want you to name either the, the issue or the person in the issue and begin to thank God that he's a healer. Let's start there right now. Let's, let's lift our hands. Let's begin to thank God. God, you are the healer. You are the healer. You are the healer. Ever-present healing, Father. And we thank you, Jesus, that everything that does not follow your word, that has tried to attack our lives, has to bow to the fact that you are the healer. We thank you, Father, that it is our divine inheritance 
Lord, that we have healing in our minds, we have healing in our bodies, we have healing in all areas of life, and we thank you for it. Come on, grab hold of it. Don't use my voice. Use your own. God, we thank you. Come on, thank him for it. Be specific now. Be specific. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Now, secondly, if you want me to pray with you, come on down right now. Don't be nervous. Come on, don't miss it because you're worried about what someone thinks. Everybody in here is, is, is getting something today, no matter where they're going to be, up here or at your seat. So if you want me to stand with you, come down. But they're going to begin playing a song, and I'm going to pray right now over you in the audience and in the pews, and then I'm going to pray over you up front, okay, while this song plays. And then we're going to praise. And don't leave Before you get on the path of praise, don't leave with your petition and leave praise here. Praise brings the anointing. It's the road out. So praise is coming in a moment. Now, I'm going to pray over you in the audience. If, if you have something, just I, I want you to put your hands kind of like this, like, God, I'm about to receive something. I'm praising him like this, but I, this way I'm receiving something. There's something falling into my hand. And begin, begin speaking. Father God, right now, I thank you for your healing power. I command the enemy. You loose the minds of these people in Jesus' name. We rebuke depression. We curse it down to the root in the name of Jesus. We curse any disease of the mind in Jesus' mighty name. You bow to the word of God. You bow to the blood of Jesus that covered every single name of any illness, sickness, or disease that ever could try to exist. You have dealt with it. And in the name of Jesus, we command it to begin manifesting in our lives and in the people we're lifting up before you, Father. And I ask Jesus right now for your power to begin falling in this place. And now, church, I'm going to pray with these people up here, but we're going to praise. And I need you to praise. And praise is not silent. You're not just standing here praising. This isn't praising. Praising is, oh, I thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus, that I am healed, that, that my sister is healed, that my nephew, that my mom, that my husband, that my wife is healed in the name of Jesus, that they no longer deal with this, that, whatever it is. Okay? So go ahead and play that. Thanks again for joining us for the Liberty Church podcast. If you have prayer requests, you can always email those prayer requests at prayer at libertyofomaha.com and we love to hear your praise reports. Email those at amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit us at libertyofomaha.com. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.